engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. It's nine after the hour. I am Eric Erickson. This is Atlanta's Evening News. The phone number 404 872 1-800-WSB Talk. Have we got a lot to talk about? Speaking of talk, including uh, Landmark Communications. It is a uh, Republican oriented firm, has done an, a number of polls, and it has a poll out showing that Brian Kemp is now in the lead 48 to 46. I can tell you um, this this I, I'm I'm always skeptical of polls not conducted by the big name pollsters. Um, and landmarks no exception they're good people but I'm always a little bit skeptical. Um, one of the reasons here 964 likely voters conducted on a Monday um, that it seems an awful lot of people to be able to connect on a Monday. I'm assuming it's a robo poll. Uh, nonetheless, um, this is what you can tell polling accuracy by what is happening on the ground elsewhere and what is happening on the ground. Stacey Abrams, not Brian Gimp is scrambling. She's scrambling to walk back her um, statements regarding uh, blowing up Stone Mountain or, or raising the side of Stone Mountain. She is scrambling to walk back her statements on the income tax. She wanted to get rid of the income tax cut. She's scrambling uh, all over the place, and Brian Kemp is not. And that suggests that the Abrams campaign, though they released a poll purporting to show they were in the lead, uh, it has some internal data suggesting they are not. And that is, I think, significant uh, that she's the one who is scrambling right now. Um, she is the one who is trying to change her positions on stuff. And she's also on the attack against Brian Kemp very aggressively. They flew a plane over trolling to Brian Kemp of it this weekend, uh, claiming he supported Tennessee. Nobody, even Tennessee fans don't support Tennessee. That that's, that is less believable than, than Stacey Abrams claiming she didn't really want to blow up stone mountain after holding onto that position for so long. But this is where we are in this campaign. All you got to do is look and see who is scrambling and who is not. You do not see the Republicans in Georgia scrambling. You see the Democrats in Georgia scrambling. Uh, and the scrambling is not the, the scrappy scrambling of they're getting momentum. It's the scrambling of, oh my gosh, we've got to do damage control. We're seeing something in our internal polling we haven't made public. And what I'm hearing from outside groups is that uh, Abrams negatives are going up. And Kemp's negatives are not. What I have noticed in my own household is that the Democratic Party in Georgia has spent an inordinate amount of money on male pieces to women. And they're not using their money wisely in that they're targeting women who are considered hard Republicans. That is, you absolutely know they're going to vote Republican. And everybody else as well. It's just a, a scattershot. If you're a woman in Georgia who is voting age, you are getting bombarded, bombarded with ongoing male campaigns from the Democrats attacking Brian Kemp. Uh, they're attacking him for all sorts of things, and you have to give Casey Cagle some credit here. 
Cagle attacked Kemp on a lot of the same things that Stacey Abrams is attacking Kemp on. And the result is that these attacks aren't working on Brian Kemp because everybody's heard him already. Meanwhile, no one's heard the attacks on Stacey Abrams. Like, for example, you can say, well, you, you know people who owe the IRS money. I'm about to have to file my taxes. We got an extension. I'm going to owe the IRS uh, some money. Uh, not much, but I'll owe them some. And Stacey Abrams is in the same bet, although she owes them $50,000. That, that's understandable, and that's not the attack. The attack is that she got money, and instead of paying off her taxes, she gave it to her campaign. That's a legitimate argument about how can you trust her with her money. And on top of that, you've got the situation with her wanting to get rid of the tax cut that the Republicans put in place this past year. So think about those things. Noodle on them. I got some more here. So yeah, I'm thinking we just need to free the cow. Let the cow be. Let the cow roam the Chattahoochee. There are gators in the Chattahoochee, apparently. There have been sightings in the past of gators. We could have cow versus gator. I mean, this could be a pay-per-view spectacle. I just, I think we should, we, we should leave it alone. Free cow, free the cow. Maybe this is actually a Chick-fil-A campaign, <laughs> or at least it could be. Let the cow roam nonetheless. So when I was in college, so if you've ever been to Baton Rouge, Louisiana, there is a, a the Mississippi River Bridge goes across uh, the Mississippi River, obviously. They have an old bridge and a new bridge. And the new bridge was still, it was built in the 60s. Um, but the turn to get onto the bridge is an exceedingly sharp turn and at an angle. There is a playground underneath that bridge. When I was in college, a truck hauling cows took that turn too fast, flipped over, and all the cows fell out onto the playground below. And there were other bridges underneath it. It was like... Uh, kind of like Spaghetti Junction almost. Um, and yes, there were cows everywhere. Uh, some living, some dead, some maimed, some running away. Uh, cars hit cows, cows hit cars. It was a mess. And then here we go today. 70 cows in Atlanta uh, let out. My goodness gracious. There are jokes there. I'm not going to say them. I would get in trouble with the feminists, so we will move on to other stuff. Uh, back to Brian Kemp, Stacey Abrams. Y'all, I need to tell you something that you don't want to hear. I urge you not to take my word for it. Take the word of the Republican National Committee, the National Republican Congressional Committee, and the National Republican Senatorial Committee. That is, there is a real worry shaping up that Republican voters are so convinced the media is lying to them, and the media is lying, that this is, has soaked down into the polling. And Republicans are just adamantly convinced that they're going to win, that momentum is on their side, that it's going to be a huge mo. The problem with that is it's not true based on the data everyone is seeing. The Democrats are more mobilized than Republicans, and the reason Democrats are more mobilized than Republicans is because Republicans have gotten complacent because of this. Republicans are so convinced they've got it in the bag that they're not mobilizing the way Democrats are. Now, thankfully, the Kavanaugh nomination is mobilizing Republicans to some degree, but I'm hearing from uh, politicos in Georgia that this is starting to affect Georgia races that shouldn't be 
contested races, that these should not be heavily contested races. And it's starting to impact them here because Republicans are sitting on the sidelines. I cannot tell you the number of people running for office who have urged me again and again to tell Republicans that you cannot sit home, you cannot get complacent, you have to get fired up because so many of them are. So many are convinced that the polling is wrong, that they're going to wake up the day after election day and realize it's a huge nightmare. It is potentially now beginning to impact the Senate races. And that is a huge, huge troubling issue in that it's impacting these Senate races. The reason it's a huge, huge troubling issue is because the Republicans could potentially be making gains here, but Republican apathy is starting to affect those Senate races as well. Um, Across the board, Republicans are looking like they're going to have a very bad year at the ballot box, not so much because of Democrats, but because Republicans themselves are convinced they got it in the bag and they're not showing up. So I just, I got to tell you, Uh, You don't have to take my word for it. You can call the RNC, you can call the NRCC, you can call the NRSC, you can call the Republican Governors Association, talk to all of them, talk to any campaign. They're all starting to freak out that Republicans have bought the idea that the media is lying to them so much that they believe the polls are completely wrong and there's no reason to go out because we've already got it in the bag. And I don't know those people. I, I, I don't know anybody who thinks it's in the bag, but All these consultants and all these candidates for office at the Senate level, the gubernatorial level, the congressional level, they are really freaking out that people think it's in the bag. There's no reason to show up and they're going to get annihilated on Election Day. With all the recent news about online security breaches, it's hard not to worry about where your data is going. Making online purchases, accessing your email could put your private information at risk. You're being tracked online by social media sites, marketing companies, your mobile or internet provider. Not only can they record your browsing history, they can often sell it to other corporations who want to profit from your information. That's why I decided to take back my privacy with ExpressVPN uh, so people will stop tracking me. I'm so tired of getting the little advertisements that show up that basically advertise something I just looked at on the web. ExpressVPN makes it easy to use apps. They run seamlessly in the background of your computer, your phone, or your tablet. Turning on ExpressVPN protection only takes a click really, really handy. ExpressVPN is rated the number one VPN service by TechRadar and comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you're using public Wi-Fi and want to keep hackers and spies from seeing your data, ExpressVPN is the solution. And you don't have to hand over your online history to your internet provider, data resellers. ExpressVPN is the answer. It gives you great privacy online. Protect your online activities today. Find out how you can get three months free at expressvpn.com slash Eric, E-R-I-C-K. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com, expressvpn.com slash Eric for three months free with a one-year package. Visit expressvpn.com slash Eric to learn more. It's 26 after the hour. The phone number 404-872-0750-1800 WSB Talk. Uh, a local politico uh, texts me during commercial break, says, I'm freaking out. People are so complacent I can't get anyone out to volunteer. They can have meetings, hours wasted on Republican meetings on everything, but get out the vote? Nope, because nobody believes the polls. Yeah, this is becoming a real problem for the GOP. Everyone is so convinced that the polls are wrong and we got it in the bag and the media is lying to us about everything, including the polls. Uh, there's no reason to get out and vote. It's in the bag. The president could do it. Yeah, this is what Democrats were telling themselves in 2010. This is exactly what Democrats were telling themselves in 2010. 
and they got wiped out in the process. So just keep that in mind. Now, let's see. Do I? Yes, I do have time. I want to go to Jeff from Duluth. First call tonight. Jeff, welcome. Hey there. I just want to ask you a two-part two part question, actually, about Kavanaugh. Uh, the first part is uh, if he is approved and gets a, you know, the whole process and sits on the bench, I've heard there's a process they maybe impeach him or take him off the bench through some kind of process. Well, if he gets confirmed, well, let's just say he's he's a U.S. Court of Appeals judge right now. Uh, he's got a job for life. And if he gets on the Supreme Court, he's got a job for life. The only way to remove him is through impeachment, which would be a majority vote in the House and a two thirds vote in the Senate. I don't think that's likely in particular because if he were impeached, uh, he would be impeached for things that have already come up and the Senate voted for him anyway. Now, of course, the Democrats say impeachment is whatever they want it to be, and and that's Mm -hmm. fair, but I do think that there are enough old-school senators, even among the Democrats, uh, that they would get to the point of saying, you know what, we... We, we can't um, because we confirmed him even with this. Um, so I I mean, never put it past uh, Kamala Harris and, and Elizabeth Warren, but I think they would have a stiff battle. They're not going to get uh, 66 senators to impeach Kavanaugh. They won't have the numbers. Even if things go badly for Republicans in November, they won't have the numbers to do it. They could they could try. Um, in any event, the number 404-872-0750-1800, WSB-TALK. When we come back, they're shifting the goalposts again in the Kavanaugh situation, and it says more about them than it does him. I'll explain that when we come back. It's 39 after the hour. Eric Erickson here. The phone number 404-872-0750-1800. WSB Talk. Back to the phones we go. Stephen Cumming, you are up next. Welcome. Hey, Eric. How are you doing? I'm well. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you. Hey, listen, I, I just had a question about uh, uh, <clears throat> Dr. Ford. Um, you know, I heard early on that she was very liberal. She was involved in uh, demonstrations against Trump. And, you know, since since the the hearing on Friday, I, I didn't hear anything about it on Friday. I haven't heard anything since about her, you know, liberal leanings. And I'm just wondering if that if those accusations were true or not. Yes, uh, she is partisan. In fact, I do believe I read she she knitted something on her college campus in honor of the pink hats the resistance protesters were wearing. Uh, right. She also, I discovered this afternoon, wrote a, a much ridiculed uh, study in 2008-2009 period about the benefits of hypnosis in psychotherapy. And well, now mm-hmm. a number of people are starting to speculate, what if she used a hypnotist to draw out Brett Kavanaugh's name. Uh, That would completely undermine her story because the science has really, really... um, Now, Charlie, my producer, tells me he thinks that may be fake news. Uh, Maybe it is. Uh, There is a lot of speculation, though, today that she might have used a hypnotist, and that may be why she has decided not to release this. You know, nope, nope, here we, oh, I'm sorry. Yep, yep, here we go. Um, Christine Blasey Ford um, did author, co-author, 
an academic study citing the use of hypnotism as a tool to retrieve memories and traumatize patients. The academic paper entitled Meditation with Yoga Group Therapy with Hypnosis and Psychoeducation for Long-Term Depressed Mood, a Random Pilot Trial, described the results of a study that tested the efficacy of certain treatments on 46 depressed individuals. The study was published in the Journal of Clinical Psychology in May of 2008. There you go. Well, listen, do you think think this is a taboo subject for... Republicans to bring up. I mean, yeah. Oh, they're going to be accused of going after the the victim, and I, but I think they should um, go after her credibility because, as Rachel Mitchell, the Arizona sex crimes prosecutor, noted in her memo that I hadn't gotten to yet, but might as well get to it here with you, Steve, is that there, there is there's no there there. She contradicted herself. She gave her therapy notes to the Washington Post. At least the Washington Post claims she did. Now she says she doesn't remember if she gave the notes to the Washington. Washington Post, but she flat out is refusing to make them available to investigators. Right. right. I okay. think she's hiding something. Well, you know, I, I think she's definitely um, liberal, left-leaning, and being used as a pawn by, yeah. by the Democrats. Oh, I definitely think she's being used as a pawn. Steve, thanks very much for this. And listen, I, I don't doubt something traumatic happened to her, but I have a hard time believing it's Brett Kavanaugh particularly when she waited and to tell her therapist in 2012 it was him. She didn't tell anyone until then. All of her witnesses have said it didn't happen. She won't release her therapist notes. What's she hiding in the therapist notes? What's she hiding? That she wanted to trot them out to be quoted by the Washington Post, but she doesn't want anyone else to see them. She doesn't want the Senate investigators to see them. She doesn't want the FBI to see them. Why is that? And it does say, I mean, given her background in hypnosis therapy, is that how she came up with his name? I don't know. I I will tweet out a link to the story. My buddy Sean Davis has put it together at The Federalist, but you can see uh, he has a link to her study uh, at the Journal of Clinical Psychology. You should also note that it cited a 1964 paper on the use of hypnosis to treat alcoholics that has been thoroughly debunked as well. You should also know that Christine Fair is a scholar of South Asian uh, political military military affairs, considers herself an intersectional feminist, Uh a non-theist, and a resistor. I believe she's at Georgetown University has uh, called for the men in charge of the Judiciary Committee to have miserable deaths and be castrated. Yes, people are losing their minds. Uh, Senator Tim Scott of South Carolina has announced he intends to vote for Brett Kavanaugh, uh, which is a good thing. Now, um, we got more on this, but before I get to the latest updates, I want to take Robert's call from Noonan. Robert, welcome. Thank you. Last week, um, you said it was about an 80% chance they'll be nominated by the full Senate. Since the hearing and since Friday's uh, finance uh, situation, has your that percentage gone up, down, or stay the same? I I still think it's a pretty high probability he gets confirmed, even because the White House has expanded the probe uh, as Jeff Flake wanted. They have given um, the FBI carte blanche to interview who they want. They've done this six times already. 
and they gave him until Friday. I think he still gets confirmed. Mitch McConnell has just announced that the vote's going to happen on Friday, uh, and it's going to be an up or down vote. I think he gets confirmed. So the Democrats have no chance of delaying, delaying, delaying. No, I don't think they have any more chances at delaying. I, I think either Brett Kavanaugh loses the vote or he's confirmed. I think the odds are he gets confirmed. Uh, I believe the votes were there to get him confirmed. And I think that when the FBI comes back and says there's no there there, I think he will get confirmed. I, I just think that all of this hysteria, in fact, I think the goalposts being moved by the Democrats have a whole lot to do with the fact that they know he's about to get confirmed. That's why they're suddenly now making new arguments to try to stop Brett Kavanaugh. I'll tell you what those are when we come back. It is 55 after the hour. Back to the phones we go. Bob in Arnoldsville, welcome. Hey. How are you? I'm good. Uh, I just wanted to, this was a sort of a revelation for me when you started talking about the hypnotic angle in the testimony of Dr. Ford. Yeah. Because if she's recovered her memory through a hypnotic session, then it might not be true at all, and she yet she would believe it with enough ferocity that she would easily pass uh-huh. uh, a lie detector test. Yeah, that is a really good point. Yes, because, uh, you know, a, a polygraph, it, it depends on if you believe it to be true, if you believe like like so when my wife and I first got married, um, I had to have my wisdom tooth. I wasn't very wise. I had to have it out. They didn't send me home with antibiotics and I got a terrible infection and we had seen Fantasia. And I swear to you, to this day, I can see the flamingos and the tutus and the hippopotamuses dancing around the room uh, from Fantasia. And if I took a polygraph, I could pass. I saw them. Uh, I actually went to the kitchen and got a knife to try to slash them to protect myself. And I mean, I'm sure I would pass a polygraph. They were there. They were real to me. And I know it was a hallucination, like 106 degree fever. Uh, my jaw swelled up shut. But yes, I would have believed it. And I'm sure she would have if it was there was hypnosis. Things that you believe to be true and say on a polygraph will reflect as true. Yeah. And if you were hypnotized, that would that would only serve to prevent you from having doubt about what you were saying. Which is completely why they are so unreliable. Well, one of the many reasons why they are so unreliable. Thank you very much. Now, the state of play continues to change as the Democrats continue to move the goalposts around. Uh, and so I'm going to delve into the moving goalposts when we come back, including the drinking, the drinking, uh, so many of them. Oh, and by the way, uh, we now have emails from people circulating on behalf of Christine Blasey Ford's lawyer asking for people to try to corroborate that Kavanaugh was lying about things after the fact. I'll t- bring you the latest on that when we come back. It's nine after the hour. I'm Eric Erickson. This is Atlanta's Evening News on WSB. The phone number is 404-872-0750-1800. WSB Talk. Oh, my goodness gracious. Jeff Lake now giving a speech. A few minutes ago, he said, We Republicans have given into our tribal impulses to dehumanize 
our enemies. I'm sorry, I need to tweet back like the Democrats have done to Kavanaugh. I, uh, listen, I think, listen, you go through... Um, oh, 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 wait, wait, wait. We have a, we have a statement. Um, Patrick J. Smith statement from Eric Bruce of Cobra and Kim law firm. Patrick J. Smith has fully cooperated with the FBI investigation. He truthfully answered every question the FBI asked him and consistent with the information he previously provided to the Senate Judiciary Committee. He indicated that he has no knowledge of the small party or gathering described by Dr. Christine Blasey Ford, nor does he have any knowledge of the allegations of improper conduct. She has leveled against Brett Kavanaugh. There you go. Um, again, it's very interesting how the Democrats are moving the goalposts on this. And I'm kind of rapidly getting to the conclusion Jeff Flake may have done us a favor. And I know it's hard for us to acknowledge, myself included. The reason I say this, though, is because if Kavanaugh had been confirmed on Friday... He would have been confirmed with 51 Republican votes and no Democrats. Joe Donnelly, the senator from Indiana, came out with a statement and said he was voting against Kavanaugh because of the lack of an FBI review. Well, now they're giving, letting the FBI do its review. And because the FBI is doing its review and the White House has instructed the FBI to interview anyone the FBI thinks needs to be interviewed, well he's going to take away the um he's going to take away the excuse for Joe Donnelly. Now Joe Donnelly may have to vote for Brett Kavanaugh or look like a fool in Indiana. Joe Manchin, Susan Collins, Lisa Murkowski, Jeff Flake, their their excuses will go away. So what the Democrats are spending this week doing is they're trying to move the goalposts and saying, "Hey, we need to investigate his drinking as well." What Kavanaugh told the United States, and this is very important here, and I really do hope that you will all listen to this. What Brett Kavanaugh told the United States Senate is that I like beer. I liked beer in high school and college. For a time, I was able to drink at the legally in Maryland, and the entire time I was in high school and college could drink legally in the District of Columbia. Now, this is important because I saw even the AJC has a story that said um, Kavanaugh may have lied or misled when he talked about the drinking age in Maryland. That's not true. Um, the drinking age was raised, but for a time, Kavanaugh could drink legally in Maryland. His statement that he gave the Senate did not um, it did not contradict what he said. He said, for a time in Maryland, I could drink legally before they raised the drinking age. The entire time he was in college, he could drink legally. Uh, in the District of Columbia, in high school as well, his drinking age at 18. He's not denying underage drinking. He's just saying that for a time he could drink legally in Maryland while in high school because the drinking age was 18. Now, but see, even the AJC story, and I don't mean to put the AJC on the spot. It was a, a national story that a lot of media outlets ran with, but it somewhat misrepresented what he said. And that's what the Democrats are doing now. Brett Kavanaugh told the Senate, I like beer. I liked beer then. There were times I drank in excess, times I drank more than I should have, but I never drank to the point of blacking out and I never sexually assaulted anyone. The Democratic argument now is that Brett Kavanaugh was a belligerent drunk. We need to investigate this. Well, all the people who knew him in college and high school said he wasn't. It's these people who heard secondhand 
that he was belligerent or these people who don't like him who say he was belligerent. No one who knows him and hung out with him in college or high school say that. It's all the people who hate him and have already come out for Ford or for Ramirez say this. They have secondhand accounts. They don't have direct accounts of him. They're moving the goalposts incrementally from sexual assault to he drank a lot in high school and college. I got to tell you, though, this is a pretty damning indictment on the people making this argument. And, and um, so think about this. You've got a number. now, And I got to tell you, I, first of all, I know some of the reporters and I know some of the pundits who are attacking Brett Kavanaugh. One of them I know has a part-time job selling drugs in D.C. I know I'm not going to name who. No, I'm not. I'm not going to go there. I know several of the 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 outspoken critics of Kavanaugh are alcoholics. I know at least two of them are cheating on their significant other. I I know these people. And these are all people who are claiming that it's it's impossible if, if Brett Kavanaugh drank as much as, as he says or they say he would get, be a blackout drunk. You know, it is possible for people to have different tolerances. And it's a really damning indictment on these people that they think it's impossible to drink without blacking out. And for them, it probably is. And for a couple of them, they've done plenty of things they regret. And some of them have had to go to rehab. But they are taking their own indiscretions and putting them on Brett Kavanaugh. Understand that. It is really ridiculous to see some of these people in D.C. who I know have drug habits. I shouldn't say I know they have drug habits. I uh, Let's just say there is enough office gossip in the same, as much corroborating evidence from, from Christine Blasey Ford as there are that some of these people who are bad-mouthing Brett Kavanaugh have drug habits. And they are going after Brett Kavanaugh, attacking Brett Kavanaugh. Because they look at their own life and they say, you know, I can't drink that much without blacking out and doing things I regret. And they say it must be the same way with him. They're using their own experience, not as anecdote, but as data. And that's a very dangerous thing, but it's what they're doing because they've got nothing else. These are all partisans. These are all partisans. Now, Kavanaugh's roommate, Dan Murphy, has come out and, and he's released a statement and said, quote, I never saw Brett black out or not be able to remember the prior evening's events, nor did I ever see Brett act aggressively, hostile, or in a sexually aggressive manner to women. Brett was and is a good-natured, kind, and friendly person. There you go. But they're going to believe people who never hung out with Brett Kavanaugh. They're going to believe people who are partisan activists who don't want to rightward tilt on the Supreme Court. They're going to believe all of these things. They're going to believe Christine Blasey Ford's junk science. And they're going to move the goalposts from sexual assault to let's find out about his drinking. I saw people today say, well, he lied. He lied to the Senate. He, he said he never drank in excess. Actually, he said there were times he drank in excess. But what these people have decided is that drinking in excess means you've blacked out. No, drinking in excess means you got drunk. Maybe got really sloppy drunk, but it doesn't mean you blacked out. It doesn't mean you wake up on the couch and think, how did I get here? And that's what they've decided it means because that's their experience. That is their life experience. And so they are condemning Brett Kavanaugh now for their own sins. 
and they are shaping Brett Kavanaugh's testimony to be a lie because in their experience, it would be a lie. It's really unfortunate, but that's where we've come with this. So many members of the media have gone in the tank against Kavanaugh. You know, I have spent time on this program taking angry phone calls from you guys for defending the press against the president's attacks. I I don't know that I should spend any more time ever doing that, considering just how blatantly biased members of the media have become in this matter. They are not reporting things fairly, accurately, or honestly. They are blatantly mischaracterizing things and running with the most salacious stories. NBC News has decided they're going to run with Michael Avenetti's client's story. These are the same people who the other day reported that another Kavanaugh accuser had come forward, and when it was finally revealed, there was no accuser. It was an anonymous letter about an anonymous claim about a third party. And now they're going to run this stuff. We're going to have to wade through this entire week, folks. We're going to have to wade through the week And on Friday, there will be a vote. And I suspect, as it stands right now, Brett Kavanaugh is going to be on the Supreme Court. I hope so. With all the recent news about online security breaches, it's hard not to worry about where your data is going. Making online purchases, accessing your email, it could put your private information at risk. You're being tracked online by social media sites, marketing companies, your mobile or internet provider. Not only can they record your browsing history, they can often sell it to other corporations who want to profit from your information. That's why I decided to take back my privacy with ExpressVPN uh, so people will stop tracking me. I'm so tired of getting the little advertisements that show up that basically advertise something I just looked at on the web. ExpressVPN makes it easy to use apps. They run seamlessly in the background of your computer, your phone, or your tablet. Turning on ExpressVPN protection only takes a click really, really handy. ExpressVPN is rated the number one VPN service by TechRadar and comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you're using public Wi-Fi and want to keep hackers and spies from seeing your data, ExpressVPN is the solution. And you don't have to hand over your online history to your internet provider, data resellers. ExpressVPN is the answer. It gives you great privacy online. Protect your online activities today. Find out how you can get three months free at expressvpn.com slash Eric, E-R-I-C-K. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com, expressvpn.com slash Eric for three months free with a one-year package. Visit expressvpn.com slash Eric to learn more. It is 26 after the hour. The phone number 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. One of the real problems that we have in the entire Kavanaugh situation is this postmodern idea that there's no such thing as truth. The number of people who have said they believe her, believe all women, um, and yet we know that's not true. There's logical inconsistencies here. Uh, they want to be- you. They want you to believe all women, but they don't want to believe um, Rachel Mitchell and her report. They want you to believe her truth and not the truth. I want to talk about that when we come back. Now, I I don't want to go super philosophical here. But in the last number of years, and, and I've fallen into this as well, uh, where people say I feel like or instead of I think. And we're hearing more and more people talk about your truth. This is the Oprah Winfreyification of truth. Instead of the truth, it's her truth, your truth. What is your truth? Well, according to Christine Blasey Ford, her truth is that Brett Kavanaugh sexually assaulted her. 
but Brett Kavanaugh's truth and Mark Judge's truth and Leland Kaiser's truth and P.J. Smith's truth is that it never happened. And yet we're supposed to believe her truth. What about Leland Kaiser's truth? Her truth is that, well, she believes it must have happened, but it wasn't with her. So that defaults to, to, to Christine Blasey Ford. But then what about Rachel Mitchell, who's a professional at dealing with these sorts of things? She says there's no there there. Whose truth do you believe? Believe all women? What if the woman's a liar? And this nonsense, these claims from Christine Blasey Ford about her memory are pseudoscience. They're not real science, folks. The things that she has claimed aren't real science. The idea that memory can't be wrong because the neuroephrine and epinephrine imprint Kavanaugh's face. And remember, this is junk science. And these are the things she's saying, and no one wants to call her on it. It sounds like she's more a partisan activist. I want an investigation into Christine Blasey Ford. So, Yasher Alley, who is a media reporter, writes for the Huffington Post, fairly well respected. He's giving the play-by-play. NBC's Kate Snow has a story about Julie Swetnick. This is Michael Avenatti's client. Uh, Let me read you this Twitter thread. Uh, Kate Snow starts out her interview with Julie Swetnick with a heads up that the network hasn't been able to confirm details of her allegations and hasn't received names from her attorney of people who witnessed the alleged rape. Kate Snow also notes the details in their interview differ from the account Swetnick gave just last week. Swetnick is making new allegations in the interview that Kavanaugh was groping women, bumping into them intentionally, shifting their clothing. Swetnick, in her original statement last week, said she was aware of efforts by Kavanaugh and Judge to spike the punch bowl. Now she says they were just near the punch bowl, not necessarily spiking it, and that Kavanaugh was passing out red solo cups. She says she contacted the Montgomery County Police. The officer she says she talked to just so happens to be dead, and the police just so happen to say it could take up to a month to find a record of the call. She also, Swetnick did, confirm, gave four names to Kate Snow of friends who would remember the alleged parties where the gang rapes occurred. One of them said they don't remember Julie Swetnick. Another is dead. Two have not responded. Um, why is NBC, I'm sorry, why the heck is NBC News running this story if there is no there there? Um, because there is no there there. I'm Yes, I'm live tweeting while I'm talking to people because I'm outraged by this. This is really insane that NBC, remember NBC just the other day, I wish you people could see my, my hands are flailing. This is NBC the other day ran the story that and another accuser had come forward. This one from Colorado who made the case that someone, that a mother of a daughter claims that Brett Kavanaugh was drunk and shoved the daughter against a wall and tried to sexually assault her in public in 1998. When the Senate released the information related, it was an anonymous letter from an anonymous person with an anonymous claim. It was absolutely crazy. Oh, my goodness gracious. Um... 
Y'all, and now they're running the Sweatnik claims here on NBC again. And she doesn't have anything. She's changed her story from last week. Her witnesses are dead or don't remember her. Why is NBC News giving this woman attention? Well, it should be obvious, isn't it? It, it is because they are part of the resistance and they want to undermine Brett Kavanaugh. See, a lot of people are going to take from this interview what they want to hear. They're not going to take the truth of the matter. What they're going to do is they're going to say, oh, here comes another accuser. Kavanaugh must be such a deviant, perverted person. He can't be on the Supreme Court. Never mind that what we have is a woman who's changed her story in really in l- less than a week because her, her sworn affidavit didn't come out until Wednesday of last week. So she's changed her story in less than a week. And now she's conveniently listing people who are dead. Conveniently. And yes, I, I say conveniently with, with all the sarcasm you hear. Of course she named people who are dead. Except for this one person who she named, and that person has no idea who she is, as are all of these other people. Y'all, somewhat, I, I just, J- Lindsey Graham, somebody has got to show Jeff Flake what's going on. Someone has got to make him realize this is all part of uh, partisan antagonism. He's in New Hampshire saying Republicans demonize the opposition. That's what Democrats are doing to Brett Kavanaugh because they don't want him on the Supreme Court. They're doing everything Jeff Flake says about the Republicans is what the Democrats are doing to Brett Kavanaugh to keep him off the Supreme Court. And I hope that someone pays attention. Y'all, we have a week of this. Now, listen, I need to tell you that more than one of you <laughs> really, I should say more than a dozen of you, because that's actually more accurate. More than a dozen of you are in essentially in real time emailing me or texting me your emotional swings when it comes to Brett Capital. You're, you're you, you, we were so close and now you, you feel it slipped away and he's not going to get confirm i think he is i could be realistic i thought trump was going to lose so there's your benchmark (laughs) but here's the thing you got no choice at this point we got to see this through i mean white house sources are saying that there's going to be no time that the senate does not have the will to push someone through in the lame duck susan collins and lisa murkowski don't want to do that so this this is another issue here and this comes full circle to the beginning of the show There are a lot of Republicans who are willing to throw away a Senate majority because they've so convinced themselves that the media are a bunch of lying liars who are lying about the polls and we got it in the bag so there's no reason to show up. If you're not actively out there knocking on doors for Brian Kemp, if you're not out there knocking on doors for your senator, if you're listening to another state, if you're not out there actually going out door to door, doing volunteer efforts, whatever you can and want to do to help get other people elected, other Republicans elected, you're going to cause the Democrats to take the Senate. It's going to be very, very close. And all of those swing districts, it looks like we're going to lose Arizona. It looks like we're going to lose Nevada. We may yet lose Florida. We might. 
it's looking good for for Rick Scott, but we're still five six weeks away. You got to get energized. You got to go vote. You got to go do the heavy lifting, folks. You've got to get involved because we'll lose Texas. We'll lose Texas and Ted Cruz if Republicans don't show up. And so many Republicans are convinced that this is all a bunch of media spin, that we got it in the bag. There's no reason for them to lift a finger. No, even the Cruz campaign is telling me that they're not worried he's going to lose, but they're going to be, they're worried it's going to be so close that he's going to have trouble carrying other people across the finish line who would otherwise win because Republicans aren't turning out because Republicans think it's in the bag. So, those of you, and there are a lot of you who are freaking out about Kavanaugh, the, the, you can continue to vent to me if you need to. That's okay. That's what I'm here for. But you and your friends need to be knocking on doors, running phone banks. There are ways to help other candidates in other states. Uh, you need to go vote. You need to ignore the polls. You need to not be convinced the media is lying to you about the situation because they're not. And all the Republicans in D.C. know it. That's why they're freaking out right now. You got to go vote. You got to go help. You got to go volunteer. You got to do this for Brian Kemp and others. It is 54 after the hour. All right. Y'all want the, the truth about my Friday and weekend. So when we went into the, I guess is the Clark Howard break at 645, I had to go down the hall and revisit everything I had eaten for lunch and then until about nine o'clock continued doing so until my wife made me go to the emergency room. Um, turns out your appendix has a cousin and mine decided that it was infected uh, and from food poisoning, I'm imagining. So I spent part of my weekend in the hospital and the rest in bed, but I managed to make it through the show on Friday without throwing up on air. I will have, you know, I did have my trash can right next to me and had my hand on the, on the mic knob so I could turn it down. If something happened, my goodness, that was exciting. Um, so I, I, for mesentery adenitis, the, essentially the, the lymph nodes around your intestines and appendix swell up because of an infection and, I'm assuming it was food. I've been on like intravenous antibiotics and now pill antibiotics four times a day. I'm, I'm alive. I'm here with you. I even went to CrossFit this morning. I felt so much. I mean, it felt amazingly better on Friday. I felt like somebody was stabbing me in the stomach and now I feel like I'm alive. (laughs) I did go to CrossFit. I've gone back. You all can be proud of me. I've started going back to CrossFit every morning after I'm done with Scott Slade. I go to the gym and then I come home, take a walk with my wife And then I go to a trainer at 11 o'clock, CrossFit at nine, walk with my wife at 10, 11 o'clock. Oh, hush up. My producer says I'm a hipster conformist. This is the guy who's conforming to peer pressure by going to run a marathon. He goes home every night. So I can't stay to eat because I'm going to go run 10 miles. I don't know that he actually does run the 10 miles, but he claims he's running the 10 because he's doing a marathon. Because, you know, that's all the rage these days, like tattoos. Oh, wait, he's got those too. In any event, listen, uh, tomorrow I will be in Washington, D.C. I'm going to be here, uh, but I'm headed to Washington for meetings related to the resurgent gathering, uh, which we have booked the hotel for. Um, I'm reaching out to the White House to invite some speakers from the White House. 
and it should be a really good time. I'm just going to meet my buddy Brant here in a little while, but he's agreeing with Charlie about being a hipster, going to CrossFit, uh, so I'm mad at him now. I may not go see him, but I hope to see you at the Resurgent Gathering. If you want to come next August 1st through the 4th, text the word ATLANTA to 345-345. We will have the gathering next August, and I'll be in D.C. for the show tomorrow night.